This is episode 157 for Tuesday, January 8th, 2019, brought to you from Arlington, Texas. Baby, it's cold outside. So this week, we feature stouts. Welcome to Brew Styles. My name is Sawyer, and together with Chris, Travis, and Powers, we take on the world of beer one style at a time. Every week, we discuss a different style of beer and taste some of our favorites. We hope you leave with a thirst for more. Our podcast may be found on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Look us up and subscribe to make sure you are kept up to date on our latest episodes. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Brew underscore Styles. Drop by our website, BrewStyles.com, where you can stream every episode, check out our photo gallery, and use the contact tab to send us comments and feedback. You can also find more information about the BJCP and how to become a certified beer judge. Settle in and raise a pint with us as we launch into another episode of Brew Styles. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> all right. All right. Oh, that's just yeah. nasty. Well, welcome back to another long-awaited episode <laughs> episode of uh, Bruce Styles. It's been a while. A while? Wheat, whale, cool whip. Yes. All the WHs. Uh, so yeah, uh, we're back. We're going to be doing stouts today. And man, do we have a long list of them. Uh, we, 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 one of us might die today. My Prob- vote is, I think it's going to be... Sawyer. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'll probably have to take a lift or something home. I don't know. I'm at, I'm I'm drinking and smelling whiskey constantly in order to be able to smell and taste. To keep beer. the pathways clear. So that yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> I'm 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 gonna be probably a little bit more more soused than soused. Soused. That's a word. Okay. You could <laughs> snort the whiskey. <laughs> oh God. Oh, oh no, it burns. <laughs> It's like sniffing a wall. <laughs> I'm over here sniffing a wall. <laughs> I will attempt to keep my my sniffles away from the microphone. Yeah, so you would think that because we were on break from school that we would have had plenty of time to do podcast episodes. And be refreshed <laughs> and not sickly. But, but we have not had the opportunity because either people have been out of town or people have been sick or... Mm. Right now, I think three of us are kind of sick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still kind of recovering. Turns out... It, so, I think Travis is the only one that's like, hey, let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> speak for yourself. Let's get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait till tomorrow after hanging out with us. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Man, Travis doesn't get sick. There's some hand sanitizer for you. <laughs> yeah, I would keep that on your hands as much as Actually, possible. Actually, I might, I might use that to... to you get to snort well. that too? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it, it helped. <laughs> might be a good idea. There's alcohol in that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because there's not alcohol in the beer or the whiskey. Yeah. There's alcohol in everything on the table. I mean, there's alcohol in the NyQuil that I took. There you go. Anyways. Who so, are we? So to my left, we have uh, Chris. Oh, yeah. That's Chris. Here. How's Chris. it going? Pretty good. Yeah. Have you done anything in beer lately? No. Okay. Next. <laughs> and across from me is Powers. I And we know he's sick. Yes. Have you done anything with beer? Uh, I've thought about when i'm gonna brew next and when might that be uh that's still undetermined so i haven't thought very hard about it okay 
<laughs> All right. Probably going to be a couple weeks. I haven't brewed since before my wedding, and you know, I think now that the holidays are calming down, I don't have to do something every weekend. Um, I think that I should be able to get it because I, I really want to take advantage of this nice, cool weather because you know I want to know what it feels like to not have to take an hour to chill my beer. It is nice, I will say. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I've and I've never really had that experience so we'll see that's cool yeah all right and then to my right is travis how goes it hey uh you know it's a new year 2019 new, new year new brew and i officially want to say to everyone happy brew year yay it's exciting and uh i know that 2019 is going to be a fantastic year and that's the reason cool. i know that is because we've officially been drinking for half the year that's pretty cool uh it's Wait, been more what? than half the year for me <laughs> yeah we're drinking today i drank we're yesterday drinking whoa okay powers have been drinking all year <laughs> does, does nyquil count actually i drank yesterday too i've been drinking all year too but it's gonna I did be not good drink yesterday Ooh. <sighs> well that's okay you know batting a uh, thousand resolutions right not yes. drink all year just drink half the year yeah so far i'm doing pretty good yep nice i'm doing pretty good on that too i suppose but uh as far as homebrew i am planning on brewing this weekend because the weather's supposed to be a little better and i haven't brewed anything in a while so i think i'll do two big batches of something maybe a coffee porter maybe a blonde i don't know and then i'll do a small batch of a foreign export stout that i've okay never done before so that'll be going in the small keg and i'll probably bottle that and then since i haven't had anything doing for loggers because my logger space has been taken up by our iron mash which uh, is going to be coming up pretty soon oh yeah so that's right that. another opportunity to get hammered yeah uh, i'll probably just make a little cider or something to toss in the little mini keg when's the uh, ceremony for iron mash i believe it's the last sunday in january okay 27 that sounds familiar our bottles are due in two weeks. Yeah, I had that pulled up. <clears throat> Let me look and see. Yeah, 27th is the <clears throat> awards ceremony. Okay. Do we still have the yeast or did we lose that too? The yeast? That was pitched a long time ago, my friend. Oh, yeah. Wow. See? <laughs> you forget how beer works. Uh, I'm just going to drink. <laughs> yeah, the, um, the closing day for entries is the 12th, which is coming up uh, Saturday. And judging's on the 19th with the awards ceremony on the 27th at 1 p.m. for the party kickoff. Nice. So, yeah. There you go. Yes. Uh, and we still have a few specialty ingredients to add to that. Mm-hmm. If you remember back from that episode, um, we had two things we're going to add, which was the milk chocolate the Swiss hot Miss. cocoa. Yeah, yeah, Swiss Miss. And then the tahine Salt and chili mix. The tajin that they're tajin? Tajin. <laughs> so we have two full batches, and we're going to probably do things differently. Uh, we'll figure out how we're going to do that and uh, let you know what we do when we get uh, when we get that figured out, I guess. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's coming up soon, so something to look forward yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I haven't really brewed, per se. I still need to keg my pumpkin beer from November. <laughs> Yeah, it's still sitting on the yeast cake, but whatever. It's only been two months. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. yeah. uh, but the reason I haven't kegged is because uh, the last time I transported my equipment in my truck, 
my carboy brush flew out of the back somewhere going down the road, and so I haven't been able to really clean anything. Uh, <laughs> so my dad got me a new carboy brush from Stubby's <laughs> for Christmas, and it's red. Ooh, it's not white. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, interesting. So uh, I'll be kegging that at some point in the near future. Nice. So. Oh my gosh, it's pink! Is that what Courtney said when she saw your brush? No, it actually looks like straight up red. Oh dang! Yeah. Never mind. Oh my gosh, it's red. Yeah, but mine were green and swollen. <laughs> oh, Fredo, <laughs> keep that to yourself. All right. Well, let's get drunk. <laughs> but first, <laughs> thanks to our listeners. Even though we haven't had any content for a while, yeah. Um, I hope we still have listeners at this point. They might have unsubscribed. If that's you, please uh, re-hit that subscribe button. Re-subscribe. Actually, I do have something else that I saw on Facebook the other day. Yeah. Uh, are y'all all on that DFW brew page or whatever yeah, it is? The you craft know? beer thing. Yeah. yeah. So someone on there uh, posted um, saying that he had it in the back of his mind for a long time that he wanted to start a beer podcast. Um, so I think that I'm going to reach out to him and see if we can't help him out in some way or another. Um, I would say reach out to him and say, stay off our corner. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I think back to when we first got started and Stubby invited us onto their show and we got to see how they ran their show. And, oh, yeah. And things like that. So, of you course. Know. So we should tell him to go see Stubby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably go. so. Uh, but good luck to you, friend out there. Whoever you are. I forgot his name. Yeah, we should reach out to him. That'd be, at least, you know, get him out here and. Yeah. It'd be fun. Yeah. See what he's thinking. Let him let let him see a studio. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> What's that? Man, there's a lot of haters in that Facebook group too. Someone will yeah. post a beer and they'll bash it or something, and then you know, there's a good chance that the person that made the beer is in that group too. So there's always been I tend not to read the comments anymore. In Someone that, should know. post a picture of my shirt in that group right now. Internet <laughs> comments. <laughs> Internet comments in general are awful and should be avoided at all costs. Yeah. For the most part. I just post a picture of somebody eating popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> There's yes. always that one guy that does that. I'm just using oh, yeah. comments. Anyway. Uh, so right now we're drinking the Shiner... S'more. And it's delicious. S'more what? Beer. S'more. So for those of you who don't know, Shiner is a brewery based in Shiner, Texas. Oh. <laughs> I didn't anyway, know that. Travis, you brought this one, weren't you? You bought a six-pack of this, right? Thank you for that. God, that sounds like another drop yes. we have. Hang on. That. Oh, what is that one? Um, what? No, let I, him find it. Yeah, I got to think through it. Oh, this the, is the Deep, the deep Ellum, Ellum yeah. IPA. Mm-hmm. That's the full cut from that one. There's yeah. another Because right after that, I say, Travis, you brought this one, right? Yeah. 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 So anyway, my bad. <laughs> I'll find it. it. I got it. It's I'll, funny. Anyway, yeah. that's what I was saying. I'll splice it in. You can hear it right now. So anyway, my bad. We're going to start <laughs> with a local brew instead. This is the Deep Ellum IPA. Travis, you, you brought this one, right? Yes. Talk us into it. <laughs> yeah. That was wasn't great. That, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, you got it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yes, anyway, I so. did bring this one. <laughs> and uh, whenever I was going to the store to shop for this episode entitled Our Favorite Stouts, 
I was scanning the the shelves and I saw this a new beer from Shiner. I was like, oh man, I haven't had a new thing from Shiner in a while, and it has a really in, uh, exciting looking label. Sorry, you can regale us with what it looks like. Yeah, sure. It's a, it's a brown bottle with a twist off cap. Cool. Uh, I know, right? We don't get many of those anymore. It kind of reminds me. This bottle reminds me of Halloween. Um, it's got orange and white and brown, brown, uh, and it says Shiner Schmoer Chocolate and Marshmallow Ale. Thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, and so it's called Shiner S'more. And so when I'm thinking about s'mores, you know, it's got like the chocolate. That was the first thing that came to mind. And even on the label, that's the first word it says under chocolate and marshmallow ale. So I thought, man, that's going to be a good stout. Pick it up, get home, and I'm putting it in the fridge, and like the light catches it just right. And I realize I can see through it, uh, through the bottle, a little more than I was expecting for a stout. And so I did some more research on it. It's actually a brown ale. Brown. So we are going to start with this one today as our pre-drinker because it's not a stout, so it cannot be my favorite stout. But it, maybe it's my favorite brown ale. I don't know. I will say that with the aroma, um, and yes, I know the first taste is with your eyes, but I'm skipping ahead. Um, the aroma, it smells like coffee, and it smells delicious. I actually pick up a lot more of the chocolate note than I do coffee. And there's a the marshmallow. I don't know. I don't know if anybody could say, oh, this is what marshmallow smells like. Yeah. You know, but... It has that sugary sweetness aroma, like if you um, opened up a jar of the marshmallow paste and smelled it, and it just smells like sugar. Right. You know what I mean? Kind of like a Twinkie? Eh, that's got like a lot of breading and... No, I mean like in the middle. The cream filling? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just it smells like that. It's like real sweet, sugary. I get a decent, yeah. a decent uh, graham cracker character. Out of out of the malt, I can see that mixed with the chocolate. Um, <clears throat> I think they're spot on with the flavor profile. I think so too. It's not my favorite beer, and I don't think I could have more than one of these in a session. Well, that's why I was asking about you buying a six pack <laughs> because I was going to ask you if it was something that you're going to have to fight your way through that whole six pack. Or uh, I think I could drink a whole six pack of this. Probably not in yeah a sitting. I bet I could. Well, when you're doing it on a challenge, then it's easier. Oh. Challenge accepted. Oh, Power hour with this beer. Oh, oh. That would be rough going. Rough. That would be rough. Yeah, it's it's got a good. I guess their their target that they're looking for. If you want to make a beer that smells and tastes like a s'more, I think they're pretty close to that in this. But uh, yeah, it is. It's just a little sweet and a little uh, a little complex there's a lot going on with it kind of surprising for a shiner beer because normally they like to play it more closer to the vest and i can see why they did a brown ale instead of a stout though because it kind of lets those chocolate marshmallow flavors come through gives it a more toasted malt feel than a than a roasted malt too with the uh with Mm -hmm. like giving you some graham cracker notes and stuff Mm -hmm. yeah because i think with it being super sweet and full-bodied, might be a completely different beer because the brown ale is a little thinner. Yes, and it's not as filling, even though it's super sweet. Super duper. I don't think Shiner's ever made a full-bodied beer. No, I don't think they've ever made a stout. No, 
They got the the black lager. It's black. The Schwartz beer. Um, I think that's <clears throat> let's find the out the only dark beer they make. I feel like we're low energy right now. You know, just hey, how's it going, guys? You know, Was well, just me? Uh, Shiner has made a stout. Hey guys, how's everyone doing? Hey. All right, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, boy. <laughs> the birthday beer 106 was a milk stout. Birthday 106. I, I don't think I had that one. one. Um, they also have a single malt barrel aged imperial stout. What? <gasps> yeah. No way. <clears throat> yep. My voice won't go any higher. Spetzel Brewery. Spetzel Brewery Single Malt Barrel Aged Imperial Stout. And they have another one that's the Shiner Balcones Single Malt Barrel Aged Imperial Stout. Probably the same beer. Shiner, if you're listening to this, send us these beers, I wonder if it's like brewery only. It only has 27 ratings. We can be brewery only. They can send us brewery only stuff. Hmm. Well. Brewery. Lone Star Taps and Caps, Fort Worth. As of November 2nd. Well, of last year. Ah. 2018. So I was about to say. Two months ago. <laughs> it was at Taps and Caps two months ago, apparently. Well, I learned something today, I guess. I apologize, Shiner. I wonder if it's the birthday beer that they barrel aged or if they did a whole different. That is. Because if we did have the birthday interesting. beer. Interesting. <laughs> it'd probably be pretty sweet, I would imagine. I don't remember that birthday beer. Do we? No, I didn't have it. I don't think I've had a birthday beer by Shiner since... Travis had it. Really? Yep. <laughs> there was one of those I missed. January 25th, 2015. Looks like you're at a wedding. At a wedding? 2015? Let's see. Because it's a Mr. and Mrs. Glass. That... No, well, that... Know, it was after a wedding or something? I that was... Uh, or a party of some sort. No, that was at Sarah's old apartment right before. That was before we got married, um, and that was a gift from Kelsey and Mike uh. Flug. Mike, Mike, Mike came Mike, in a little Mike, Mike, uh, Mike, Mike, Mike. a little basket, uh. and so I drank it. You gave it a three and a half, so I mean, could yeah. have been terrible. Well, I just got engaged, so I was feeling good about everything. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so there you go. Okay. Well, uh, poundability on the Shiner some more. Poundability of oh, 10. No way. Three. Just because once you start to smell it, then your brain realizes that there's a lot of flavor going on, and that's going to make your throat close up. You wouldn't be able to pound it. But it is still kind of thin, so... Actually, Eddie, if you're listening, you would love this beer. And you would give it a 10. <laughs> uh, six. I think I could do a four. <laughs> Are you really going with 10? Yes. Okay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> We've lost him already. <laughs> He's already drunk. No, so I'm not. He had half some more. Give me about five more minutes. <laughs> All right. So we're going to move on to uh, our actual stouts. And we have quite an eclectic collection today which i'm super excited about so let's get started 
Well, I'm glad I asked. We're going to start with one of mine. Okay. Um, so, this is Samuel Smith's. <laughs> Thank you for the excited high energy okay. You're welcome. <clears throat> you Samuel Smith's organic <laughs> chocolate stout. What? What? <laughs> organic? I can't read what it says on this because the... the um, the font is super like curvy. Can I can I guess what it says? Uh, sure, right there in the circle. The raging hop no. engages <laughs> the imperial. No, uh, it looks like it says Theobroma cacao. <laughs> oh my! I'm super confused as to what's going on right I, now. I, um, just, I, I just took a giant whiff of hand sanitizer. <laughs> Can you pass that, please? Oh, God. Okay, so <clears throat> the Samuel Smith's Organic Chocolate Stout. Thank you. According to our own website, we have not had this on the podcast, so <laughs> that's why I wanted to pick this up, because this is one of my favorites. Um, when I think chocolate stout, I think Young's Double Chocolate and Samuel Smith's. Are you okay? Do I need to take a break for a second? No, we're good. I just sound like I have emphysema. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there we go. But worse. Anyway, um, I think we'd had Young's Double Chocolate on the podcast before, so... It sounds familiar. I believe so as well. <laughs> oh. I'm also drinking out of my Young's Double Chocolate glass. Um, but anyway, so like I said, when I think of Chocolate Stout, I think of these two. And um, this is... Obviously, Samuel Smith is from the UK. Um, this is a large bottle, 550 mil. And I'm trying to find the ABV, it's not on the bottle anywhere. Does that classify it as a bobber? I would say this so. rings in at a hardcore four percent ABV. It's probably pretty close. close. To it. It's five percent. You said it like a question. My name is Sawyer, and I play the tuba. <laughs> hey, I have a question. How many ratings do you have on Untapped? I'm not sure, actually. <laughs> anyway, so um, Samuel Smith is in Tadcaster, England. Um, Tadcaster. Ooh, I like Tadcaster. the Taddy Porter. I like their guitars. Because they make the Taddy Porter. They also yes, I know. Oh. That's why I said it. Ah. Yeah. The oldest brewery in Yorkshire. Uh, here's a little blurb about Samuel Smith. Blurb. Organic chocolate stout. Brewed with water. No. no kidding. I never would have guessed. <laughs> From the original brewery well sunk in 1758, the gently roasted organic chocolate malt and real organic cocoa used in this ale impart a delicious, smooth, and creamy character with inviting deep flavors and a delightful finish. This is the perfect marriage of satisfying stout and a luxurious chocolate that will lead to smiles and refills. Samuel Smith brews in traditional coppers, uses stone Yorkshire squares for fermentation and ships every bottle from the brewery with great pride. So there you go. Stone Yorkshire squares for fermentation? Is that what it said? <clears throat> um, brews in traditional coppers, uses stone Yorkshire squares for fermentation. Yep. Huh. That's I'm not, not sure. Right. What the hell are you doing? I don't know what that is. I'm lost. I'll have to look it up. Anyway. Stone ferment. I don't know. So uh, it's very, very dark with 
ruby highlights. It's very clear, actually, if you can see through it. There's no place like home. Yeah, beige-colored head, maybe off-white. Very creamy head. There's a lot of chocolate aroma there. Yes, it's a different kind of chocolate than the s'mores beer we just had. It is. It's not quite as sweet... It's Milky like a chocolate, but it's dark chocolate. Yeah, more of a more of the baker's cocoa. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go as as far as like it being super bitter chocolate because when you drink it, it's still pretty sweet. Well, I'm gonna drink it now. It's very creamy. Oh my god! <laughs> is that a good? This is so good. Yeah. Oh my God! I'm sorry, Powers. Can you taste anything? I, I taste and smell nothing, <laughs> except oh for Oh my God! Time for, for old granddad. Time for more whiskey. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this does have a, a very prevalent chocolate flavor to it's it. Very rich, it's beautiful. Have you never had this before, Sawyer? I don't know. I'm gonna check. Hang on. <clears throat> this is this is a great, fantastic. Beverage. Is that a Hershey's bar and a giant bag of apples? Well, I don't get the apples, but Hershey's bar does come through. I would say this in the flavor, it's more like sweet milk chocolate than it is a bitters baker's chocolate. Flavor, yes. The aroma still has kind of like the, the dark chocolate character to it. Yeah. But then the flavor, you do get some of that. I have never had this beer. Well, there you go. Now you have. Holy. Wow. This is a good one. It is beautiful. Powers, can you taste anything? <laughs> oh, so the last time I went drinking with Eddie, did y'all see where we were all checking in to for like the beers? random places around his house? Yeah, I checked in at Planned Parenthood. <laughs> <laughs> you got Eddie. nothing over there? I'm getting nothing. No. Oh, man. This is sad. Now, I am picking up... Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say funky, but there's there's something that I would attribute to the organic part of the beer. Maybe it's the the stone something that they Ah. ferment in. (laughs) Maybe they put in lettuce. Stone Yorkshire squares. I don't know what that is, but it sounds like it's open fermentation. Could be. But I'm not getting like, you know, barnyard wild yeast kind of notes at all. No. That's, that's not what I'm saying. But there's there's a weird tinge to it that I don't remember out of the last bottle that I had. Of course, that was a long time ago. Yeah, I was several years. What it was too. There's uh, it's got some bitterness, like some roastiness towards the finish. Um, but there is some sort of like a sharp character to it. Yeah. And that's the one thing that I can't figure out. But I don't remember that being in there last time. Hmm. I remember it being very smooth, very clean, just straight up chocolate. Yeah. So maybe, it's, you know, each batch is a little bit different. And maybe this one had some kind of wild character, potentially. I don't know. I know what a Yorkshire square is. Okay. Okay. Uh, and this is from Wikipedia. Got to cite my sources. Then it must be absolutely correct. Exactly. A Yorkshire square vessel is a two-story fermentation system developed in Huddersfield, Huddersfield, that's 
Try saying that five times fast. By Timothy Bentley. Uh, it is characterized by a shallow chamber approximately two meters high, above which is a walled deck. Cold wort, the liquid extracted from the from malted barley is fermented in the lower chamber while the yeasty head settles on the deck above during the first stage of fermentation the fermenting wort is periodically pumped from the bottom of the chamber over the yeasty head to keep the the yeast mixed in with the wort later the mixing is stopped and the wort in the chamber allowed to settle is allowed to settle and cool gently most of the yeast rises onto the deck and is left behind when the beer is drained from the chamber the whole process takes at least six days. So, hmm. interesting. Super organic. Yeah, I'm trying to visualize in my head what that would look like. So it's like it's like a okay. So you got imagine two chambers, one on top of the other, and there's a, yeah. a deck across the top of the top one, right? Okay, uh, and so basically, it's a pump system that takes whatever's at the bottom and puts it on back on the top. Okay. It's, it just filters it that way for six days. So it's kind of like a a Herms without the heat. Yeah, right. So a recirculating fermentation. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I guess that keeps the, the yeast from settling out early. Right, and most of the fermentation is done in the lower chamber. Huh. All right, so after nearly blowing my eyeballs out... Um, <laughs> Did you get that I'm, on videotape? I'm, I'm, st- <laughs> I'm still not um, smelling much, but I'm tasting it, and it is good. <laughs> well, thank you for that. <laughs> I mean, I'm at least getting roasty chocolate. It's, yeah. So that's what I assume I'm supposed to be getting. Oh, yeah. It's very strong yes. chocolate. Uh, it's coming through even in my severely congested state. So I think I'm going to have to like take a swig of whiskey... And then blow my nose, and then try these beers, <laughs> and then even then, since they're so strong, they might come through. <laughs> yeah, this is probably one of the weaker beers as far as alcohol level that we have. Today. Yeah, it's only five percent. It is delicious. It's very tasty. Yes. This is my number two beer to Hackershore. Really? Yes. Wow, that says a lot. And then the Shiner is the number three beer. <laughs> and that's our weekly check-in with Hacker Shores, yes. prevent, presented by Sawyer. Yeah. You're welcome. All right, so five palatability rating. <laughs> Hold on, sorry, let, me, let me do this for you. Ten. No, actually, <laughs> this one's way thicker than the Shiner, so I'm gonna say like a four. What? Yeah. I don't know. I'd go all the way down to four. I might be at like a six. Really? Yeah. No, I don't think I could be that high. Because it's not, I mean, it's creamy, but it's not like full body thick to I, me. I'm, I I could be talking into a five. Okay, you talked me into a five. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most difficult thing I ever had to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say this is a, a five. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't. I think this is the congestion talking, but um, yeah, it's an eight. Whoa! <laughs> Dang! You can't taste anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's the congestion talking. Someone needs to get him a ghost face killer, and he'd probably taste everything. After oh that. God! 
Now, if this were entered BJCP under Sweet Stout slash Milk Stout, it would win. I think it would do pretty well. Obviously, you'd have to claim the chocolate. Claim the chocolate. <laughs> I mean, I, I couldn't really dock it, other than that weird tinge thing we were talking about earlier. I don't really get a tinge anymore. It, it tastes pretty dang good. Maybe it's just some bitterness that I'm picking up. That I, I mean, I'm a little congested too, but I can still taste. No, it's still there. <sighs> Whatever that sharpness is. Yeah, I think it might be some kind of bitterness. I don't know. It also kind of reminds me of like when you bite into really rich dark chocolate. It has kind of that kind of bitterness to it. Yeah, maybe some a of little that. bit of a bite. Could be some of that. Yeah. And with it being you know organic, I have a feeling that it's it's a lot harder to um, normalize their their recipes and the product itself because if they're you know sort outsourcing their organic chocolate each batch of chocolate they get is probably going to be a little bit different so yeah because they can't use uh, chocolate extract or anything with this yeah. so that might that might attribute to the the different flavor that i'm getting this time than the last time i had it i don't know still one of my favorite beers for yeah. sure if you see it in stores we recommend you pick up a oh bottle, yeah absolutely sure. i'll have to try it again <laughs> when I, I you know I, we've been talking about this for years doing some kind of like england slash germany whatever trip i would i would want to visit samuel smith's for sure that would be on my list because they make so much like really really good beer i like to fly i do like to fly and i would love to visit this place and hackershore <laughs> just saying yeah all right. Well, and anything else on this one? Nope. I like beer. It's good. All right. Let's move on. I like this beer. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad you asked. And if you didn't, well, screw you. Whoa! Dang! <laughs> that escalated quickly. Yeah, yes. what's wrong with you? Uh, Must be all that old granddad he's oh! to me. Oh. Yeah, be- I've basically become an old granddad at this point. <laughs> Get yeah. off my lawn! <laughs> ah. Anyway, so... <laughs> uh, so up next, we've got from Mississippi, somewhere in Mississippi, uh, Kiln, Mississippi. Wow, something finally from Mississippi. Yeah, right? Well, it's Lazy Magnolia, uh, Sweet Potato Stout. I picked this up at Craft and Growler, got a nice uh, got a nice 16-ounce uh, crowler uh, of it, and it has a blurb on the website. So, blurb. the blurb says, Sweet Potato Stout, our original Sweet Potato Cream Stout, is the ideal Southern-style stout. Brewed with roasted, southern-grown sweet potatoes, the background has an impressive taste with added notes of roasted chocolate, coffee, and caramel flavors with sweetening enhanced with lactose milk sugar. Uh, This one rings in at, I believe, 4.8%? Question mark? 4.6% alcohol by volume with an IB... uh, Well, Uh, ABV. uh, Wait. Why does it have ABV one over two? ABV it's four and a half. Well, it's four and a half, but it it says ABV one half. Twenty ABV. Oh my ABV god! ABV. 
I thought it was going to say something about the IBUs, but I don't. I, I, IBU is not relevant to this. It's 15 IBUs. Maybe they only filled the can halfway. Yeah. <laughs> no, they definitely filled it all the way. I got some of it in my hand when I was opening it. You got $2 in your hand? Uh, yeah, that was, pro- well, that was probably closer to 50 cents on my hand. Uh, the next one would be closer to $2. Um, Dang! Yes. So, uh, sweet potato stout. I picked this up because I've never had a sweet potato beer. So, I've, you ever had sweet potato? I've had sweet potato, but I haven't had a sweet potato beer. But in my current state, I, I, I have a feeling I'm going to want to try this again, unless you guys say it's trash. In which case, eh, I'll never try it again. But anyway, <laughs> uh, it's <clears throat> opaque. Yeah, pretty dark, dark I'm getting, brown. Getting a little bit of orange highlight on the very side of the glass, yeah, just where yeah. it kind of reflects off. Yeah, I can't. Mine's black. Of course, I got the bottom pour. So, well, mine is. Uh, basically, I, I can see the lamplight from behind. It's hitting the gla- glass, and it gives me a little bit of yeah. orange in the reflection. So, I'm guessing I can't see through it either. Tan head. Yeah. Tan head. Eh, you know. Persists on the edges. It's not. It's not as creamy as the organic chocolate head. No, not at all. Aroma on this one also has chocolate, just like the other two. Join us next time when we rinse between beers. Why would you do that? (laughs) Aroma on this one is... You know what this smells like? Cold air. This smells like the Hershey's chocolate syrup. I think I'm still smelling the organic chocolate. I disagree. Because, I mean, there's a chocolate aroma, obviously, but there is... Something else, which I would, I guess, would assume would be the sweet potato. Sorry, I have a song stuck in my head. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a huge fan of sweet potatoes. I like regular potatoes. Um, like I've never had sweet potato fries, but apparently that's a huge thing. People who like sweet potatoes like sweet potato fries. They're pretty good. Meh. So I don't know what to expect out of a sweet potato versus a regular potato, other than starch. <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't know what what is. what is a sweet potato. It's got a little bit of a. I mean, this is gonna sound brilliant. It's kind of sweet sweetness. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no, no, yeah. And it's kind of orange. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much what it is. Um, I'm not too sure how much of the sweet potato is gonna come through. Because since it is like a, a sugary starch, they would have used it in the mash. So very early on in the process, a lot of that's going to boil out. I doubt that they put this in after, like in, in primary or even secondary. So it's probably something early on. Like when I did the pumpkin beer, that was in the mash. Right. And then didn't touch it from there. So other than just being able to call it a sweet potato stout, what what would you expect it to add? Like why would they put sweet potato in if it's that early on and you're not going to get a whole lot of character out of it, I don't know. Maybe just adds more body to it? Yeah, because you're going to get a lot of protein from... Kind of like oats. It is a big starchy element. But uh, I don't I don't pick up too much in the aroma. I get mainly chocolate. We'll see if uh, in the flavor. The flavor is strange. It's also. not nearly as sweet as the Sam Smith's. Yeah. Oh yeah, the chocolate flavor and chocolate—if there's any sweetness, it's 
much muted or much more muted much compared, muted. Yes, compared to the uh, the other two that we've had so far. That might just be a comparative perception, having a sweet beer before and then not picking it up in this one. Well, I, yeah, I <clears> guess <throat> I really shouldn't say that it's strange. I, I agree with what Travis is saying. Yeah, the chocolate flavor is just gone. Uh, but it is still sweet to an extent, but not very sweet. It's not like over the top. Know what I'm saying? Yo. Yo. I'm just sitting here and wondering if I could taste Whataburger right now. Dude, this is so good. <laughs> it's pretty roasty. Whataburger is? <laughs> this beer. Yeah. Oh. But, um... Uh, other than that, I'm not picking up a whole lot of other things that I would yeah, be able to talk about. It just tastes like a pretty stock, mm. roasty, chocolatey stout. And I'd put yeah. the roast ahead of the chocolate. I would, too. That element's higher. Yeah, now, I get granted, it. coming off the Sam Smith's. <laughs> yeah, it's... So, I mean, my experience right now is... Um, not much coming through flavor-wise, but I can get uh, on the very finish, just like kind of that, I wouldn't say it, I wouldn't say acrid uh, feel at like the back of my mouth, but that's kind of the direction it's going. So yeah, it's definitely got a very roasty character, if I'm no, in that. You're right. Yeah. I would say the the finish is a little more ashy than the yeah. The front yeah. end of it. I thought of that word too. Yeah, that's so. That's I mean, it's getting. it's fine. I gave it a three on Untapped. It's a it's a it's fine. Nothing that I'd be like, oh, I want to buy this again. Yeah, yeah. This is definitely not my number two to Hackershore. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, if if you if you have somebody that you know likes stouts and and roasty, but I, I wouldn't even call this like full bodied. No, it's got a little bit no. of watery character to it. It's so like it's medium, medium. <laughs> yeah, medium. Buy a bottle of this and get shammered. <laughs> no. You're welcome for that. Not this one. Might take a while. I don't pick up any of the sweet potato character in the flavor. No. No. I mean, I'm not getting anything. <laughs> <laughs> But as we mentioned before, we weren't really expecting that, knowing the science behind how they probably used it. They could have put it in uh, in a different spot, but... But isn't that, like, disappointing for someone buying this beer? Like, you know, say, you know, you're a fan of sweet potatoes. Like, you love the, the, the sweet potato casserole thing your mom makes at Thanksgiving, and you love sweet potato fries anytime you can get it. You love that taste, you love that experience, and you see sweet potato stout, and you're just like, Oh, that sounds like it would be good. That that sounds like a good beer, and you get it, and then you get this. Well, like, isn't that a little bit disappointing? I mean, in in their blurb, they did say brewed with roasted southern grown sweet potatoes. Yes. So they roasted the sweet potatoes, right? And then brewed with them. So I think I don't know. Maybe that's adding more roast character than it is actual sweet potato so yeah well what basically what i'm saying is like you know with the with joe schmo never real you know doesn't really 
delve into like the science of beer or knows like okay it's, it, it's probably like all muted out through the brewing process um like you know for someone who just sees the sweet potato. they would expect it to taste like a sweet potato fry and they're not getting that like isn't that a little bit disappointing for that for uh, for that customer i i would think so i think you're right whenever i see a beer that's labeled with something Chicken. like a coffee stout <laughs> i buy that and i want to get coffee yeah yeah and if it's not really present then yeah it's disappointing mm-hmm. so when you do label it with something even though they absolutely probably used a sweet potato in making this beer absolutely probably absolutely probably <laughs> they very much possibly did but just you know knowing the ingredient itself and and probably how they used it in the brewing process it doesn't come out in the finished product so yes i i agree that could be um from a marketing standpoint something that would be disappointing well i mean just from i mean I bought this beer because I thought, oh, sweet potato stout, that might be interesting. Like, that's why I bought it. I saw the name. I didn't read any blurbs or anything. I saw sweet potato stout. I'm like, no, that sounds like an interesting stout. And we come here on the episode titled Our Favorite Stouts, and it's just a stout. Meh. Yeah. But then you bought a beer you never had for your favorite stout. Well, well we did that for all of them. Yeah, so everyone. That, that is kind of funny. <laughs> well, no, I've had Samuel Smith before. Okay. That is one of my favorite stouts. So I, you know, yeah. Now, granted, before today, like we didn't, I didn't know this was called my favorite stout until Travis said it when we were recording. Because <laughs> we said just pick up some interesting stouts, right? Uh, so these are our interesting stouts. How about that? Oh, uh, well, this is definitely not my most interesting stout. <laughs> it's but it's, it, it, it's, it's actually probably my fact, most stock stout. It's interesting in the fact that it's a sweet potato stout. Yeah, which you don't see very often. But then when you get it, it's like oh. Yeah, it doesn't really add anything. So, yeah. That is interesting. Sounds. <laughs> <laughs> so, poundability on this one, I guess? Three. Poundability. I'd say three also. I mean, I'm handicapping myself at plus two over all of you because of my muted uh, taste ability. So yeah, I, I I can go five, which is my lowest of the day so far. Mm. Yeah, knowing what we have coming up later, I probably need to reserve some of the lower digits for poundability. Yeah, I was gonna say two on this one, but I, I'll I'll go dec- up to a three. You can, you can give out multiple twos. I will go up to a three, but I will probably hate myself as I'm chugging it. We've got some heavy hitters coming up. Yeah. Like this is the last kind of. Easy beer eh, that we have. No. Huh? We have more. Oh. Yeah, we got old granddad coming up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, let's move on. Was that for later? Yeah. <laughs> so up next is uh the Nitro Chocolate Orange Stout from Breckenridge Brewery in Colorado. Um this one stood out to me because of a couple of reasons. I love chocolate oranges. You know, it's usually around Christmas. I don't <clears> see <throat> them, but you know, a certain time of year. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's shaped like an orange. It looks like an orange. You have to smack it on the table to break it apart. But it's, right. it's not chocolate-covered orange. It's chocolate, or flavored orange-flavored chocolate. Yes. But anyway, mm. um, they're really, really good. Yeah. Especially the dark chocolate ones. I like those a lot. But anyway, mm. I've been wanting to brew a orange chocolate stout for a long time. Um, the Onasi orange stout is what I was going to call it. But I had not quite figured out how I was going to add the orange in. Ooh. 
and you know how much flavor you'd get mm. out of it. I wonder how much but, flavor you could get out of orange juice. I don't know, but see all the acid and and stuff from the citrus. I don't. Yeah, you'd want to go mostly zest on that, probably. Like, which like, is kind of what I was I was thinking. I'd I'd do more zest and a little bit of like fresh squeezed. Yeah, or orange. just say, oh well, I'm just get a jug of it with all the pulp in the world. See, because I was gonna talk about the um, division. They have a some kind of orange stout too, but um, it's like you actually get pulp in the pour, and it was kind of. Ooh, but anyway, um, huh. so I was interested to see how this one because Breckenridge makes really good beer. Yeah, and I was saying, okay, if anybody can do it, Breckenridge will be able to do it. Right. So when I saw this, I'm like, yes, I'm definitely picking that up. So this is a tall can. Um, it's you know covered in chocolate. Anyway, so it, it is a nitro. Not so it literally. Had, no. Um, so I had that that, that weird hiss it's a regular can to it when you open it because it's nitro. Um. What is the ABV? It's not on the can. Oh, here it Dang. is. Dang. 60. Uh, well, violent. No. 6% ABV. Okay. <laughs> no, not 16%. I was going to say, I've, I've tasted it, and I, I don't think my taste buds are that out of whack. No, because I saw the 6, and I looked at 13 <laughs> fluid ounce, so and somehow in my head that came out 16. Ah. 13.6 fluid ounces, tall can, 6% ABV. Okay. So there you go. Oh, Tay. Let's drink it. I mean, smell it. I mean, look at it. (laughs) This looks a lot like the Samuel Smith. (laughs) Sawyer, are you okay? He does have emphysema. I'm good. I'll get that engine started soon. Just keep turning over. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Uh, I think the starter's shot. <laughs> He's lost it. Um, this looks a lot like the Samuel Smiths. It's very clear. You can see those ruby highlights. Yeah, dark brown. Nice, nice looking head. <sighs> the head screams nitro. Just super yeah. creamy. It doesn't scream starter. <laughs> oh my god. Are you okay, Sawyer? Yep. <laughs> oh, my stomach hurts. <laughs> I'm not really getting a whole lot out of the aroma. Okay, so it's not just me this no, time? it's just it's pretty tame. I get a pinch of chocolate. But see, nitro stuff, I usually don't get a lot of aroma. Yeah, because it's not like as... I would imagine that comes from the fact that it's not going to be nearly as effervescent, and so there's not as much air being yeah. released from I mean, the carbonation. It, most of your aroma comes from the head. Yes. And so when you have this nitro foam... Yeah. It's not releasing, like, air from yeah. bubbles. Right. So I, I usually don't pick up a whole lot of aroma on nitro stuff, and this is no exception. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why we don't like the nitro IPAs, which has been kind of a yeah. a trend. Oh, God. There was one that I tried. Um, I forget what it even was. But, yeah, it's... Yeah, nitro IPAs are just weird when you've got that creamy, hoppy character. <laughs> Goodness. I just can't think of what's happening. I swear he's lost his mind. I just can't stop thinking about the thing. I don't even know. I can't understand what you're saying. Oh, 
All right. So I, I suppose now's a good time to cut to a read. So are you a home brewer? Have you ever wanted to join a club of home brewers? Well, now you can. Because if you go to our link on our Brew Styles website, where you can sign up for the American Homebrewers Association, you can support our podcast. Uh, our website is brewstyles.com. Find the link to sign up for the American Homebrewers Association. You know you're going to do it anyway, so why not do it through our website so that you can support our podcast, buy us a beer, and join a great society of homebrewers. Society? Yes. Or an association. I guess they are called the American Homebrewers Association. Oh my god. I just couldn't stop thinking of the joke that Travis made. (laughs) (laughs) He'll turn over at some point. Oh man. Oh, that was so funny. Anyway, so back to the beer. <laughs> the first good laugh of 2019. Oh, goodness. That was Cheers great. To that. <laughs> the flavor... I, I'm kind of disappointed. Aroma is... I'm not... Yeah. I'm not getting... A, <laughs> I wanted chocolate. I wanted orange. And I got... Chocolate. Like a little bit of chocolate. I'm not picking up any citrus of any kind. I do get a little bit there. But I'm also looking for it. If I didn't have the word citrus in my mind, then I might not be able to. But see, when you eat one of those chocolate, they even have the chocolate oranges on the can. Okay, so that's what they're going for. Yeah. I, I mean, it. Mm. literally, that's, that is the candy that I'm talking about. It's on the can. Okay. And when you eat one of those, it's like orange in your face. <laughs> And I was expecting the same oh, wow. the same flavor profile out of this, and it's not there. And I was like, if I can get my favorite wintertime candy snack and an alcoholic beverage, like I, I'm done, I'm done. But it's not that, and I'm really disappointed. That was the reason you made that your very first homebrew. I haven't brewed this one. You didn't do a chocolate orange. No, porter? my my very first one was the the coffee chocolate porter. I thought you did this 12 parsec porter. Hmm. No, I came up, I immediately after that one came up with this one. Okay. So I've been talking about it. I've been talking about it for years. And I'd never seen it until I saw this can, you know, two, two, three weeks ago, whenever it was that I bought these. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, someone made my beer. And it's Breckenridge. So it's probably going to be awesome. I'm kind of let down. Yikes. When you make it, I would recommend doubling up on fresh ingredients and extracts. So both orange zest and orange extract, yeah. chocolate, however you want See, to do I it, hate and extracts chocolate extracts because they're always so fake tasting. It's going to bring it out big time. Yeah, if you do use those, I might, I might put some a um, couple drops of the orange extract in some water and taste it and see what it tastes like first okay. before I put it in the beer. But yeah, yeah, I'll have to do something because. Uh, you know, trying to get the level of orange to come through on this chocolatey roasty thing. It I was going to say maybe tricky. maybe the chocolate roastiness would help uh, maybe mute out some of the fakeness of the orange. Maybe so. Yeah. I also wonder how much of the nitro has an effect on it because anything nitro is going to be a little more tame. Like the mouth feels good. The creaminess and everything is great. It's just the flavor is... I'm, I'm still even not getting a whole lot of chocolate. It's just kind of yeah. Yeah, it's it. it I mean, ugh. yeah. I feel like I'm drinking creamy water, 
but that's my experience. A little bit of a, I can, I, I can feel, like I'm feeling the roastiness on these beers more than I'm tasting it, which is weird. Yeah. It's a different experience for me. I would want to try this on CO2 and see if it tasted any different. I would too, because I can't stand stuff that's on, what is this? Nitro. 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 Yeah, I can't stand that. I thought you liked the uh, the Lakewood stuff on Nitro. Oh, God, no. Yeah. You, don't, you don't like that Nitro ten- Temptress? Nope. I got to remember to try the, the uh, French Quarter Temptress this time around. Oh, that was pretty good. It's yeah. too filling. But, you know, the next time you have your Temptress, you should go to the Balcony <clears throat> Club where they only serve Lakewood and stuff on tap. Or in the, the BJCP class that we took... Wasn't it Temptress that he served hot with the brownies? Hot brownies with it was or, hot. It was warm. It was hot Temptress. The drink was. That's hot. right. That's right. He put it in the in the oven. Yeah, it, it was a warm up. beer. The warm Temptress with the hot brown. It was so good. That sounds delicious. That. It was so good. Ooh, yeah. Anyway, can they huh. be pot brownies next time? <laughs> so, what's your poundability rating on this one, huh? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, There's not a whole lot going on. I'd I'd say like six or seven. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with that level as well. Um, I'm at a six on this one. Right, right in line with you guys, uh, which is actually the first time I've matched you guys today. Um, I just took a nice solid swig of it, and I mean, there's just something on that back end that really. Uh, I don't know. It, it's it's that it's that roasted feeling to it. I, not nearly as um, not nearly as like acrid as I was saying before, but it's uh, it's there for sure. Yeah, it's not acrid or ashy, but it no. definitely has a roast character to it. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it. Smooth and creamy, muted flavors and aromas. Pretty easy to chug. I'd say yeah. seven. Yeah. Hmm. Wow, I was really looking forward to that one. I'm kind of let down. Maybe I just hmm. I, I put it up so high in my head. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, well, all right. Just gives you a reason to brew it yourself. Yeah, definitely. Word. Right. What's next? Oh, well, uh, I'm glad you asked. That um, is an important question. Next, we're moving on to a much larger beer in alcohol and in flavor, hopefully. And it, uh, it also... <clears throat> Comes from Texas, Conroe, uh, Southern Star. They make a beer called Buried Hatchet Stout, and they've made that for a long time. That's probably one of the best things they do. I've loved that beer for basically since I've tried it. That was Frado's wedding beer. Yes. The one that we drank at his wedding. Yes, that was wedding beer part two. Was that the only one that had the Bud Light? You were the only one. That was terrible. Yes. <laughs> to... Uh, to reiterate that story, <laughs> a long time ago, before anyone was married, before any of us anyway, other people were married, but, uh, we were at a party one night and, and we got to talking like, you know, let's, let's make a pact and let's take these Bud Lights that we have in our hand right now that are unopened and put them away. And then whenever we get married, we'll drink one. So here's Chris's wedding beer. Here's Travis's wedding beer. We wrote our names on them. Yeah, we actually like a piece, piece of tape, wrote our name on there. And then we stuck them in like the vegetable crisper or something in Frado's place. So we knew nobody would ever see them. 
And then every time we come back, you know, for a party, kind of look back there. Oh, yeah, they're still there. You know, a few years go by. Until one day they weren't. And then we <laughs> we, we actually opened one at Chris's wedding. So they were, they were several years old at that point. It was terrible. Yeah. It was. <laughs> we drank it warm, too. Out of a styrofoam cup. Yep. <laughs> oh, styrofoam. Wow. And then uh, not too long after that, Fred had a party at his house that I don't think we were at. Yeah. And he sent us a, a really sad message the next day that said that apparently uh, in the late evenings, late evening hours when everyone was drunk, that somebody had found the beers and opened them and left them sitting on the counter where Frado found them the next day. Only a few sips were taken out of each one. Wow. Yeah. So some drunk idiot yeah. ruined our tradition mm-hmm. we tried to start. It wasn't me. Yeah. So then we were like, well, let's let's get into the beard. And we had a few buried hatchet stouts laying around. We're like, oh, well, those should age pretty nicely. Stuck those in there. And, uh, yeah, Fred's was really good. I drank one at, at my wedding. I don't remember disliking it. Yeah, it's fine. So yeah. that one has kind of a little special meaning to us. Okay. <clears throat> and this is their Black Crack is what they titled it. It's, it's black. the bourbon barrel aged buried hatchet stout. Don't. Put black crack into Google. Oh, uh, <laughs> make well. sure you put Southern Star or Buried Hatchet or Beer. Southern Black Crack. Even <laughs> <laughs> <Damn> worse. <laughs> well, what if I? Uh, what if I go into incognito mode? Am I safe? <laughs> I mean, that's your choice, I guess. <laughs> you want to get a black crack virus? You know that that brings up something that that I you know, I uh, saw a billboard today that said that chlamydia is the hidden STD, and I'm just like, why is that a billboard? Anyway, <laughs> saw so you reminded me earlier of one of my favorite games that I used to play uh, called Look Through Untapped Check-in Photos. Oh yeah, <laughs> I used to do it all the time on every beer we check into because there's always you know most of the pictures a picture of the bottle of the can whatever, but then sometimes you'll see just random pictures of. Like an emptied nacho container, you know, just stupid stuff like that it makes you giggle. Somebody's cat. <laughs> yeah, uh, and we ran across one uh, a few minutes ago. I believe it was on the Lazy Magnolia. Mm-hmm. You can look it up for yourself if you like. You'll uh, know. It's yeah. It's like the only one. Not safe for work, but uh, you can look it up if you want to. So yeah, I, I need to get back into that. Looking back through the photos. Because I found some interesting people on Untapped that I've <laughs> sent friend requests to because they put up silly pictures. Do they accept? Sometimes they do. Yeah. yeah there's one guy in Pennsylvania that I've I've got to see his family grow up because he <laughs> oh accepted us in 2015 and now it's 2019. That's kind of nice. <clears throat> this is Black Crack from Southern Star. It is aged in bourbon barrels. This specialty will have all the rich malt flavor of its base beer, our buried hatchet stout. Complimented by a caramel woody sweetness and vanilla notes from prolonged contact with American oak, dark tobacco, medium char, and hints of the original bourbon make this hard-to-find release a real treat. And on the can, it does say the 2018 release. So it's uh, from last year. I can officially say that. Listed at 10% on their website. Some of the untapped check-ins say 12%, but on the Southern Star website, it says 10 So I'm going to go with that. 40 IBUs, California yeast, only using sapphire hops. 
And the malt mixture is raw special pale, crisp brown malt, breeze roast malt, raw white wheat, and rolled oats. Are sapphire hops actually like blue? I think we've used them before or talked about them before. I don't know. They're not going to be blue, but mm. was it a that name has come up before? Like a brewing competition? I think it was like Iron Mash or something a couple a years ago. S A P H I R. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Nah, it's black. This one is also black. Uh, very clear with ruby highlights. Clear, but dark. Dark brown, almost yeah. a black color when you hold it to the light. Tan Would you head. say it's like black crack? So far. <laughs> the aroma is very much... Smell Eddie's rim. Oak, no. Oak and barrel. It's <laughs> a different crack. I don't know what kind of bourbon Gross. barrel it was, but there's a lot of barrel character in the aroma. Barrel? Yes. Because um, I know the, the original Buried Hatchet Stout has a good chocolatey stout kind of character to it. It's a really good base beer. So when you see that mostly... Barrel characters are coming through this one. You know that it was, uh, I bet it was aged for quite a long time to pick up that much character. I can actually smell and taste this one. I'm going to get heartburn from this one. <laughs> I got drugs if you want some. Hmm. Mm, nah, sorry. Right. I'll take some Prilosec when I get home. No Tussin? No, no Tussin this time. I appreciate the offer there. Well, it's not Tussin I was going to give you, but... Oh, well, <laughs> I'm probably going to go home and play Rust and drink more anyway, so... Mm. Pretty smooth flavor. I am getting a butterscotch yeah. from this. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. And yeah, like the butterscotch candy. <laughs> um, alcohol warmth isn't there at the beginning. I think as the finish lingers, you start to pick up a little bit of warmth kind of in your esophagus area i don't like the tobacco note okay it's just dirty and it's like if you've i know this is kind of strange but when i worked at the movie theater and i was cleaning up the theater after showings i would find tobacco cups (laughs) and it smelled horrible yep and that's kind of what i'm getting out of the awful Ew. like you know when you smell something really strong you can kind of taste it yeah that's kind of the taste that i'm getting in my mouth oh oh that's so like that, going that into might a just porta be, potty that might just be like an experience thing that i had that's kind of tainting my <laughs> no i can exactly my flavor imagine something i mean i can't descriptor i can't taste what you're tasting he said taint <laughs> <laughs> okay smell um, so it's, it's the same. It's the same reason that I don't like Tempranillo wine because mm, right. it's very like tobaccoy and earthy. Right. Are we about to have another one of these? I don't know. <sighs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't know. I'm not a fan. Of, <laughs> I'm not really a fan of this one. Like I can see where it would be a really good beer, but I'm I'm not really I'm not sold it, on it. It needs more chocolate. Yeah, I something sweeter maybe kind of round it out. It's it's kind of harsh. 
but it's not like heat or anything like that. It's just, like I said, maybe it's just that tobacco note. I can see where you're coming from. And especially uh, because I have a lot of that same experience working where I work. Um, like With just the, the tobacco. The, the tobacco. The like, spit cups. Yeah, the spit cups. And, you know, so often my, my trash can smell of it. It's, yeah. it's you know, I, I know exactly what you're saying. And I can catch a hint of it on this now that you, now that you mention it. Like, um, you know, like I said, I can, I can taste on this one. Uh, it's probably not nearly as... Uh, it's probably not nearly as strong as what you guys are getting, but I actually can get an idea of what this is, and I can I can catch that that, that what you're saying. Yeah, so. I, I do also pick up a lot of oak character, some bourbon notes, vanilla, but just that that lingering bitter, harsh tobacco thing is is kind of ruining it for me. Yeah, the barrel character is is pretty nice mm-hmm. uh, in the grand scheme of things. It, I don't like this as much as I was hoping I would. Yeah. And that's a little disappointing. Well, because Buried Hatchet's a fantastic beer. Yeah. We love that one. I was looking forward to this one. <clears throat> hmm. I get, um, you know, Travis mentions you don't get much alcohol warmth. Um, that's probably covered up a lot by the flavor. I am feeling a lot of it when I take it. Like the warming? Yeah. I'm feeling it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I probably wouldn't notice as much as I. It, as if I were to be tasting it. Maybe it's all the whiskey you drank so far. You know, I've only really had like two small things of whiskey, but that might help. That might be helping too. <laughs> yeah. I haven't had a lot of whiskey, but I've had enough. And, you know, while we're on the, the, the whiskey conversation, it's interesting. Now that I've been drinking more whiskey over the past year, and I have whiskey or barrel-aged beers, it's different. It's completely different. Like you would expect to, if you had a whiskey barrel aged beer, you'd expect to get the whiskey flavor, but you don't so much as you get the wood character from it. I mean, there could be little hints of it here and there, but yeah, the characters of the two are completely different, which kind of surprises me a little bit on you know hindsight. Yeah, I don't know what bourbon they used for this one, but. I'm I'm not getting a whole lot of that whiskey or bourbon note. It's mostly wood. Yeah. Oak character. And I guess that kind of speaks to just how difficult it is to make a good barrel-aged beer because it's such an inexact science. You know, yeah, if you're kind of a crapshoot. If you're brewing a beer in a nice steel, shiny fermenter, then you can basically cut out almost all the variables. If you have the same yeast strain that you keep propagating, then you know basically how it's going to work out. Uh, when you throw something in a barrel, well, there's other things that are living in there too. You got other bacteria. You don't know how how the wood was charred because they don't char everything the same way. Um, so you're gonna get some different characters, and you know when <clears throat> once you put it in there, you got to keep tasting it from time to time to see how it's developing. And when you pull it out, it's still gonna change a little bit more in, in the bottle later on. So it it's just such a it's such a wonderful thing when you get a good one. I guess that's why people keep trying and keep striving, but more often than not, you find ones that are just not quite what you're hoping yeah, them to it, be. Yeah, it's it's special when it's done right, but when it's done wrong. I, I remember a year ago on our uh, bourbon barrel winter warmer uh, from RAR, actually. 
And I remember um, just thinking that that was just nearly undrinkable. And it's weird because, like, mm. bars winter warmer uh, is normally so good, you know? Well, it's also sure. the reason that, that breweries do the <clears throat> releases. You know, this is the 2018 version. This right. is 2017. Because there is no way to duplicate it exactly. Right. You can get pretty close, maybe, but there's no way that you can make it exactly the same every single time. Yeah. And so that's, you know, people will get five or six of them over five or six years and do the verticals. And, you know, it's it's interesting to see how they change from year to year. Like, I've had some bourbon barrel-aged winter warmers that were just absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, the one that we had last year was just not very good. And a lot of people yeah. were saying the same thing online. It's like, this is not a – something's wrong with this one, you know. Right. But – it is a crapshoot, and you can't, you can't, it's really hard to duplicate, like Travis was saying. And this one is just, it's fine, you know. Is this, does this have, I mean, you said it was from this past year. Have they done it before, or was this the first time, do you know? I did see 2017 on Untapped, so they had at least okay. one year of experience. I don't know, yeah, this is kind of like my homebrew Imperial Stout, that I just kind of toss some oak chips in, and aged it in a few different things it's it's got the character but it, it doesn't have that pizzazz i guess right the wow factor yeah wow <laughs> wow oh wow so what what is it the uh the bang ability uh poundability <laughs> my goodness um <laughs> it's still a barrel aged imperial well two not imperial but it's still a barrel aged stout oh yeah i would say two I want to go lower than that, actually. I take that back. I say one. Just because of that tobacco thing, and like I was saying before, it's not sitting well with me right now. I'm going to stay with a two. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a two. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I forget what I said that about, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's a, no solid, it's a solid one for telling. me. But I I agree with myself there. Yeah, it's a two. <laughs> I agree with myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, as far as BJCP goes, um, for, you know, it would have to be wood-aged. Yeah, it would be wood-aged specialty. And I don't remember, I, I know I keep coming back to this, I don't remember ever reading tobacco being one of the big things on on that list of flavors. Not inherently, but I guess if you claim it's, it, it's just. I mean, no one's going to claim tobacco. But see, I thought tobacco was toxic if you put it in beer. I remember we read that at the beginning of our home brewing escapades. Tobacco is tobacco is toxic. I feel like I read that on a forum because you know when you first started brewing, we thought. Oh man, I want to make a chocolate beer and I want to make a fruit beer and just adding all these things. Oh, pipe tobacco smells amazing. Let's make a, a, a tobacco beer. And Be then, sure to sanitize. And then I feel like we looked it up and there was a forum where they were talking about it and people were like, don't do it when you put tobacco and it mixes with alcohol. It forms a, t- a toxic compound or something, science, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I mean, I, I wouldn't doubt it, but... Because you don't see any tobacco beers on the shelf. That could be a legal government thing. Yeah. Or it could be the fact that you're not supposed to put it in there. I don't know. But there are other ways to get that flavor profile. Hence, yes. this beer. But So they they 
probably didn't just add no. straight up tobacco to it. But they claimed it in their description. Yes. And it's definitely noticeable in the beer. Yes. Um, and so for a good BJCP entry in this category, you'd want a harmonious marriage between the base beer and the characteristics from the barrel. See, I'd put this at low 30s at best. I would too. I don't think it's balanced between those two. Um, the the buried hatchet element is kind of lost. Yeah. I, like I said, it's a great beer. I'm, I'm not really picking it up anymore. It's lost in the, the barrel and tobacco. Maybe this does need to age longer. I don't know. Just, you know, in the can. Maybe it just yeah. needs to sit for a while. It said 2018, so that could have been two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> I doubt it, but... It's, you never you know, know. It could be a pretty fresh can. Conroe's not that far away. Or it could have been from January 2018. We don't know. Which, in that case, Total Wine strikes again. <laughs> Actually, this came from Specs, oh. and I found it on a shelf by itself. Didn't have a label. It was just a shelf a little, by itself, just in a little box with an elf. And there it was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I brought another one Ooh. that I'm super excited about. Ooh! So let's get into it. <sighs> All right. So I've been looking forward to this beer for quite a while, and this is actually a variant. Of the beer that I've been looking forward to for quite a while, so it'll be interesting. Um, this is from Dogfish Head, and it's the Wood Aged Bitches Brew. Wait, we can't say that. We didn't check the explicit well, box. I just did. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I didn't notice this wood aged until just now. If that's cool, is it aged wa- on beech wood? If you've ever watched, um, <laughs> it was like six episodes. <laughs> Of the quote-unquote TV show. Yeah, five or six, that's it. Yeah, and it was um, called Brewmasters, mm-hmm. um, which didn't last very long. And it was five or six episodes of Sam Calgione talking about dogfish head beers. And, like, you know, the first couple episodes, this is how the brewery started. Here's our uh, methodology and, and ideology and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, um, one of the episodes did talk about Bitches Brew. And it was a, uh, if I remember correctly, some kind of uh, release, re-release party of Miles Davis's album, Bitches Brew. Yes, it was like a collaboration with Sony Music yeah. and uh, Dogfish Head for a simultaneous release of both yeah. things. So they're going to re-release the, the album, I guess it was remastered or something, and they wanted a beer to go along with it. And mm-hmm. so um, he made Bitches Brew, which... Uh, I have a little blurb from their website, uh, but I would be interested to hear what uh, Sam Calgione himself has to say about this beer. So we gave him a ring, and uh, let's see. Oh, oh, oh my God! Oh, Sam's coming in right now. Oh, hey, hey, Sam! Go. All right, we got an extra microphone right. Th- yeah, um, getting it. You got it set up. All right, what and, up, uh, yo? Put the headphones. All right, you gotta turn it on. Headphones on. Okay. All right, that's good. Cool. Okay. All right. So, all right. Sam. Uh, we have this great beer. Obviously, you know so much more about it than we do. Uh, tell us, what is Woodage Bitches Brew? Oh. Hello, I'm Mariah Calagione. I'm taking five minutes away from Twitter, Facebook, and dogfish.com to tell you about Bitches yeah, Brew. Uh, really exciting beer that we did with our friends at Sony Legacy and our friends at Miles Davis's, uh his family. Um, 
This is a really unique hybrid beer. It's a big giant roasty stout that we ferment separately. Uh, and then another giant fermenter we add, we just do a straight up Tej, which is an African honey beer. Uh, and Tej, where hops is bittered, or beer is bittered with hops, Tejs uh, get bitter, bitterness to counterbalance the sweetness of the honey from geisha root, which is a tree root. And it gives it this beautiful earthy aroma. Um, so this beer is very complex. Uh, we reverse engineered this beer to be the ideal complement for Miles Davis's favorite food. So it's a super food friendly beer. His favorite food was this uh, noodle centric uh, chili. So it goes really well with spicy foods uh, and with meats. Um, and Miles is just a giant inspiration to us. He once said when, when he was asked how he found his creativity or, or how he got into a song, he said, don't play what's there, play what's not there. And that's a big inspiration to us when there are all these wonderful beers that exist from other great American craft breweries and we love drinking them. But for inspiration of what we do, we don't look towards what other breweries do, but we try to find things that, that haven't been done before and put our own unique thumbprint on them. And I think uh, we're pretty proud that we uh, went in that direction with Bitches Brew. So look for the spear on a shelf uh, near you. Cheers. That is so enlightening. Well, thanks for uh, visiting us, Sam. Oh, wait, where are you going? Oh, no, don't go. Man, he just does not like to stick around, does he? Golly. He's a busy man. Every single time. Yeah. God. Busy, busy, busy. I think he feels embarrassed because he said geisha root and not homosexual root. I mean, he should have used the politically correct <laughs> Well, term. and he also, he forgot his name, too, for a second there. Hey, guys, I'm Greg. Welcome to Greg's Beer Reviews today. <laughs> <laughs> Well, get out of here, Greg. <laughs> yeah, Greg. You were not invited to this party. <laughs> get out of here. Where'd what you are you even, doing? Where'd you even come from? I didn't see you walk in. You were you get a lock on the studio door or oh something? Oh, my God. Is that it? Wait, is that why your microphone got screwed up earlier? Greg. Damn it, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, I did find a blurb on, on the blurb. website just to kind website. of... <clears throat> yeah, so the wood-aged specific one... Um, I'm glad Sam came I to talk to us it. for a minute, but he was just talking about Bitches Brew in general. The Wood Age one's slightly different. Third time he's been here, and he's always late. Yeah. Jerk. He was um, a busy man. So, the Wall Street Journal, actually. He has I, a brewery. I just saw this quote at the top. A mix of traditional African mead and English stout, the slow-burning sipper grooves with chocolate and charcoal. That's what the Wall Street Journal said. Um, anyway, so the blurb they have on the website says, The Bitches is back. Only this time we aged it on oak and palo tanks. An off-center twist on our classic Bitches Brew, wood-aged Bitches Brew, is still the same bold, dark, imperial stout you know and love. Originally brewed in honor of the 40th anniversary of the release of Miles Davis's 1970 landmark jazz fusion record, Bitches Brew, hmm. our remix is a gustatory tribute to that analog masterpiece. Much like Jazz Fusion, which blends different musical styles, our wood-aged Bitches Brew is a fusion of three threads of imperial stout aged on oak and one thread of Tej, a native African honey beer aged on palo. The result is a roasty brew chock full of aromas of vanilla, licorice, and chocolate, while you'll find notes of sweet roast coffee with every sip. It's slightly dry in the mouthfeel with a mild bitterness that make it the perfect sipper. 
Uh, Dogfish Head founder and CEO Sam Calgioni says, Wood aged bitches brew is best when sipped cool, not cold, from a snifter or red wine glass while listening to the bitches brew album. We like the sound of that. He prefers to go by Mariah now, by the way. <laughs> like Mariah Carey? I was just going to say that. Dang it. What Don't is assume his gender. Oh, the wait. I just did. Carey. We have to go with whatever he identifies as. Yeah. He said Mariah Calgioni, so. Maybe that's Let's his middle name or something. Anyway, so here is Wood Aged Bitches Brew. It is black. Like, yeah, pretty no dark. highlights, no nothing. It's Bitch. just his brew. <laughs> You can cut that up and use it as a drop if you'd like. <clears throat> oh, is it? What is this? Is this barrel aged? Oh, yes. yes. Welcome to the podcast. We, oh my god! <laughs> Thank you. I I can smell it. Look at how of course that you're not a head fetus. sticks to the glass, just like oozing back down. Have I ever mentioned that I don't necessarily enjoy barrel aged? Well, you had the perfect opportunity for weird one. beer. Uh, well, so the aroma. Aroma is. <laughs> Baba Dada. Aroma <laughs> is. <laughs> That's so on point. Man, Powers is chugging the whiskey. Are you going to be able to drive home? No, I'm going to be fine. Uh, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not chugging the whiskey. I am vigorously smelling it. No, he's got the whole bottle in his hands, and I mean, <laughs> half of it's gone already. Oh, yeah. It was full when we started. Don't you tell me when I've had to drive a Anyway, man. so back to the beer. Um, with a light, scomy aroma. Oh, what scomy. does that mean? <laughs> what is scomy? What do you mean by that exactly? It's supposed to be smoky. You don't think this is smoky, do you, Travis? No. I do think it's a little scomy. Tell me I'm wrong. Scummy. That's why you can't. I remember my first smoked beer. I don't know. I, I'm getting kind of. I wish that I hadn't read the word licorice. Oh, because now lit, that's lit, all lit, I'm lit, thinking lit, about. Lit, lit, licorice. <laughs> and I'm not a licorice fan. Rubber buttons and liquor. Well, why don't you just? Why don't Travis? Why, you're not helping. Golly. <laughs> why don't you just liquor and not just liquor? Oh my, can we talk about ish. beer, please? <laughs> no, it's it's liquor and rubber buns. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got one more heavy hitter after this. I think that we can keep our composure. For five minutes. I haven't composed anything in a long time. Now, I haven't had the original Bitches Brew, so I can't compare it to this one. Um, but thinking about all the things that were mentioned in the description of it between the roasty stout, the honey, beer, um, bitterness coming from a, a geisha instead of... Uh, the geisha root instead of the the hops, which I don't know that I'd be able to pick up, but I'm sure it adds a, another depth or you know a different kind of profile to it. But and then having it wood aged, it's just there's like a lot of things going on here, and I think that's why I can taste it. <laughs> I actually do have something to contribute. Okay, okay, then contribute. Please. Thank you. I, I will. I will. Um, I'll do it right now. 
I, I get grape in the flavor. All right. Yes. Here we go. If that's licorice, let's it, talk. It about might it. be actually. Have you ever had licorice? Actually, no. Okay, so maybe that's what you're getting. I mean, because licorice is kind of bitter. I don't get bitter. I get grape. <sighs> is there grape licorice? No. Ew, no. no. I don't know. I've never black, had licorice. You never had black no. licorice? Never. So licorice actually okay. comes from like the root of a plant. Oh. Uh, yes. And it, yeah. Okay, so fun like, fact. You know, Twizzlers. Okay, hang on. Before yeah, we get to... Tw- I know what Twizzlers are, but fun fact, I don't have a sweet tooth, so I don't, I'm not a big candy eater. Have you ever had... Here's a fun fact. Good and Plenties? No. Okay, thank your lucky stars you've never beans? had them, because they're awful. <laughs> I've had jelly... I, I've had odd jelly bean a Ooh, long time ago. Odd jelly bean. I'm wow. serious. I do not eat candy. Okay. Like, well, the closest like, thing that I get to eating candy is a Hershey's chocolate bar, and that's like maybe once a year. So, licorice is just really bitter and it's like you know old people eating a lot yeah <laughs> is it like prunes, uh, prunes it's totally almost prunes. like an old person's medicine it is actually oh, yeah that's, that's very fitting yeah <laughs> does it taste like tussin kind yeah really? actually yeah. yes that's that's actually very apt oh okay okay now I'm on the same page okay i gotcha all right i like tussin but anyway so the the descriptor <laughs> said black licorice mm-hmm. and i'm not really a fan of that so i don't know i'm assuming that's in the original beer not just because this is the wood aged version are there other colors of licorice red red licorice is twizzlers <sighs> but it's fruit based oh. instead of plant yeah based so is it like fruit by the foot no no no, fruit by the foot is good. Red Twizzlers is trash. <laughs> okay. And you can email me at Travis at BrewStyles.com. I don't care. At Netscape.org. All right. So I'm pretty sure this is why Sam um, walked out on us because he knew we would get hung up on licorice. So let's talk about the other parts of the beer. I do, get, I do get chocolate and coffee and some like oaky wood aged stuff, but... I don't know. There's there's a lot going on here, and I would be interested to taste the original Bitches Brew to compare and how much wood character we're getting in this one versus the original. We should take a trip and visit the brewery. Maybe they have a bottle of it left. This is a pretty standard release. I'm sure we could find one. Yeah, it is? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, one of the things that he talked about was the Tej side of it because it yeah. was it starts off as two different fermentations and then they blend it. Yeah. And one of the uh, the Tej element is basically a an African mead. I remember in the yep. ep- in the episode he travels to um I don't think he goes to Africa but he goes to uh, there's like a corner store that specializes in, in African fruits and imports mm-hmm. and stuff and he says like I want super raw honey that has like real bits of bee parts in there. And he just wants to pour all the, yeah, the real the unfiltered raw unfiltered yeah. honey, and then make the the alcoholic meat. And from I remember that him getting the root it. too, the geisha root, and he he ate a piece of it, and he was like, "Oh, this is super bitter." So he's like, "I'm going to use this as a bittering agent instead of the hop." Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, I I just wonder how much of those elements are coming out in the beer. I'm not getting a whole lot of honey, well, per se. Honey's always hard because it 
But it's a mead. He didn't brew a stout with honey. He brewed that a is mead true. and a stout and blended them. Yeah. yeah. So there should be a fair yeah. honey character, and that's not coming through in, in this example. And wood maybe the wood through. part of it just kind of covers I it up. I think that's what happened. Yeah. So we should be getting tanked right now. If it's mead and a stout. Well, it's, well, it's, it's 9%. It's a 9% beer, yeah. Oh, wow. God. That's no mead. Well, no, it's, it's a not mead. <laughs> wow. Anyway. Um, ah. All right. I'm going to stop like putting beers up on a pedestal because I just yeah. get Yeah, you do that a lot. I do because, you know, you hear about how good this beer is and, and how epic this beer is, and then you taste it after hearing about it for years, and you're like, eh. Well, the problem with this one is probably that it's different than what you were. Yeah, I, like it's it, like if, if if we were to get actual bitches brew, you'd probably. Be I would want to try it and and you know without yeah. the the wood age part of it and just see kind of how it relates because I can tell that like the wood aged part of this is really uh, it's it's a lot. I mean, if you like Ooh. bitches brew and you like wood aged beer. Then this is probably right up your alley. Yeah. If any beer uh, should be, this reminds me of the agave nectar in the sidewinder. <laughs> That's what meads should do, right? And now listen to you. I know, jerks. <laughs> Anyways, you know, if any beer should be put on a pedestal, it's Hackershore. Yep. There it is. Oh. <laughs> yeah. What about? What about Dinkelacker? No. <laughs> no. I don't know. I thought that one was really good. Hacker Shore is way better. The Dinkle Hacker Pills is really good. Who is it? Man, I'm kind of disappointed in this beer, too. It, Me, too. I guess I, I had higher expectations like you did, and it was just going to blow us away. Well, honestly, I I didn't notice the wood aged when I picked it up. I was I was hoping for regular bitches brew. Mm-hmm. Um. Because I always see it at Total Wine. Yeah. And I'm like, I should get that. And then I don't. And the next time I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I should get that. And then I don't. So then it was time for the stout. So I was like, okay, I'm getting bitches brew. And then and you almost didn't. it's wood aged. <laughs> no. It, <laughs> well, I, wanted, I wanted the normal bitches brew, but. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to make the unpopular opinion statement and say that. Wood aging is not always the best thing for a beer. No, and it, it's, no, it's yeah, not even unpopular. Especially I, if it's beech wood. I actually um, will actively go out of my way if there's a um, Looking if, at if, you, if, if, if there's a bourbon we did not. Or, or a barrel aged <laughs> option and a regular option to a beer. I'll go out of my way to make sure that I have the regular option first. Yeah, me too. I If I want to drink something barrel aged, I'll pick up a whiskey. Hmm. I think beer should be left alone. So I agree with you, Travis. Yep. Yeah, uh, I did actually bring one of my homebrew bottles over tonight. Uh, I did an Imperial Stout, and I brewed it in November of 2017. So it's yeah. over a year old. And I split it four ways. Just the original Imperial Stout. I did a wood-aged bourbon barrel-ish uh, version of it. I also did a chocolate and vanilla wood aged and then i did a wood and coffee and out of all four of those the regular imperial stout is by far the best 
Yeah. That's the only one I'm going to submit to any competitions this next year. Uh, actually, next month for Blue Bonnet. That, I think that's the only thing I'm going to submit, oh, dang. which is coming up pretty quick. Well, I guess I missed another year of Blue Bonnet. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, the one I brought tonight was the coffee version. We can try that on the episode or off the episode, either one. But uh, it's it. It's so underwhelming whenever you have the base beer and it's very good. It's exactly what you want, and then you tinker with it and it makes it not uh, not nearly what it should be. Yeah, and I think we're seeing that on several different examples tonight. That wood aging isn't always the best thing for it. I'm well, going to be honest. You, you pay premium for it too. Yes. Golly, yeah. Yeah, no, it's... um. I have had more negative experiences with barrel-aged beer than I've had positive experiences. Um, hmm. Like, and, you know, it's... It, well, I mean, and, and I say negative. I don't actually mean, like, I hated the beer. I mean, you know, I saw it. I wanted to pick it up because, you know, I mentioned it. And I drink it, and then I'm like... You know, I didn't really need to pay that much for that. Like I could have, I could have just picked up something similar for like five bucks less. You know, like that. That's what I consider a negative experience. If I if I do not feel like the um, experience of having that aging was worth the upcharge, then I feel like that's a negative experience. So it's not a positive experience. Well, I think we have another barrel-aged beer to drink. <laughs> well, that's the thing. No. <laughs> but before we do that, poundability on... So what's your poundability? poundability? Bitch sprue. I don't... I don't... I mean, I just don't taste right now, so I'm... I, I don't know that I can say what I really want to say about my poundability. But, dude... So, sorry, you have almost all your beer. beer. Yeah, I know. I'd, I'd say actually three on this one. Yeah, three. Hmm. Which would be up from the one we had before. Yeah, because of the tobacco. I hated it. Hmm. This one's a lot more drinkable than the the black crack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I yeah. can tell it is, yeah. I agree with you. I gave the black crack a two. Ah. I don't know if I can give this one a three. But you're going to have to go up from two. Yes. 2.5. See? So I, I put myself <laughs> in a corner. And nobody puts baby in a corner. But baby, it's cold outside. Oh, my God. So I've got to go 2.1. Yikes. <laughs> That's not very much higher mm. than the... I didn't know you liked black crack. I'll go with three. <laughs> well, it right. has like back-end sweetness. Fair enough. <clears throat> Especially southern. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, we got, got another more. beer. Mm. What is it? Well, I'm glad you asked, uh, because up next is a ah ah stout. Unsurprisingly, don't say. I know, right? So this one hails from I thought Michigan. A, thought it was a mead. Nope, the last one was partially a mead. Oh, this yeah. one is Canadian goodness. American light lager? Nope. The exact opposite, in fact. It is from Michigan. It is from Founders Brewing Company. It is the Canadian breakfast stout release for 2018. I like breakfast. Is that bacon in it? Uh, no, but since it's Canadian, it does have maple in it. I think I'm going to make bacon when I get home. Have fun with that. I will. Make sure you wear your shirts. Um, 
I'm wearing my shirt. Okay, good. Never fry bacon naked. Anyway. <laughs> I'm going to try that, actually. Prepare for pain. <laughs> All right, so this is the 2018 release of the CBS Canadian Breakfast Stout. Basically, what this is, is uh, Founders Famous KBS aged in maple syrup barrels. So it's slightly different from bourbon in that there's no bourbon barrels. It's maple syrup barrels. C for Canada? Yes, Canadian. Okay. Yes. Where did the K come from? Kentucky. Oh. And both of these are variants of the Founders Breakfast Stout, which are aged in different types of barrels. Anyway, so this is the last uh, release of the year for Founders uh, Barrel Age series. And they have a little blurb. Uh, this is a an 11.6% beer with 45 IBUs. Uh, and the blurb says, CBS was born when we stumbled upon some bourbon barrels that had previously housed maple syrup. We opted to put the same base beer as KBS, an imperialized version of Breakfast Stout, in the maple barrels. And after one taste, we knew we had something special. Rich maple syrup roasted coffee and velvety chocolate meld together in what can only be described as a transcendental drinking experience so this was also on top on tap at crafting growler and i am excited to not taste it in my congested state i'm too um <laughs> we, obviously we just had sam on the on the podcast recently and, and want to say thank you very much to Sam. Thought it was Mariah uh, for for spending some time <laughs> with us, and and he uh, he he texted me his his gratitude and thanks, and so I I sent him a thank you text back. But uh, he he also put us in touch with the brewmaster at Founders, uh, Jeremy Kosmecki, and um, I bless you. Uh, thank you, and, and and I told him you know where we were, and, and so Sam sent him our our address and. So I think you might come and and visit us. And it, wait, wait, wait! Oh, Jeremy! Jeremy's coming in! Oh my! Oh my, oh my God! He Two didn't even open the door. Masters in the same day! Wow, <laughs> Jeremy! What such is this? Short notice too. Like seriously, it's a Wednesday night, people. Or Thank Tuesday. you for being here. I, um, obviously, <laughs> we are all very much looking forward to trying the yes. CBS. Uh, it'd be great if you can tell us a little bit about anything about the beer, basically. Brings his own backing music. He's a professional. This is an ad. No, I I think this might be first beer that we aged in a barrel was KBS. It, it wasn't nearly what it, it has become. Oh, like, yeah, you're packaging it and seeing it. What you know, just in the cooler. It, it was just there, and it was there yeah. for for months. Well, when we first started barrel aging, you know. Had neither the infrastructure nor the, the tools to, to make this happen uh, a very efficiently, um, you know, handle the, the adding of liquid to barrels and removing it. But you know, um, what came out, the, the product was excellent. It was very exciting. We never had anything like it. Stop playing the piano and tell us a little bit about the beer. So you're not trying to use uh, a barrel as something to save the fluid. You're using a barrel as something to enhance the fluid and add flavors to it that you can't get any other way. You don't say. 
You don't need to have your drum set out. Uh, the barrel aging process is just one more thing that we can use to impart new flavors or to impart the flavors that we're going for into, uh, into a new beer. We've done the biggest IPAs that you can make, big gigantic brown ales, super tiny brown ales, really gargantuan stouts and porters, uh, so fruit beers, all kinds of varieties of strength. Uh, so, you know, we're really uh, lucky to be able to try, develop as many different flavors as we can. That's cool, but tell us specifically about the Canadian bourbon stout. How'd you come about it? What do you like it's about patience, it? Patience, but then also hustle at the same time. Once it's ready, it's ready. How do you know when it's ready? Like with this one. You know, I think when we've grown to this point where uh, we do have a big barrel program and people have you know, well, that wasn't the question. and expectations, it's up to us to really kind of diversify. We can't just be limited to stouts or big beers that are, were traditionally thought of that this would work in a barrel. You know, we have to push that envelope. Yes, but this is a stout. Could you tell us about the stout? Put the right beer into the right barrel and you're going to create uh, some, some pretty interesting flavors. And it's not going to be for everybody, but you know, that's the beauty of this industry and in particular what we do with our portfolio as wide as it is. Um, you know, there's something for everyone. How the hell did you get from Kentucky to Canada? Please oh, he's he's not going to answer it. Uh, I I don't know. I don't. He know just say, magically yeah. disintegrated away after he yeah. after he was here. That no. whole time, I was thinking, "Come, my lady, come, come, my lady, you want to fly, sugar, baby." <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we learned. Oh, Greg's coming in now. No, Greg, go. <laughs> Greg was gonna do his his review of the beer. Oh no! Sorry. Continue. Well, anyway. we have a beer. Ah, it's supposedly maple syrup enriched. I got nothing out of that video. <laughs> I think that was their Drop standard the um, hype video for their bur- for their barrel age series. Hold on, play yeah. the beginning of it again. Oh God. Like a somebody. Cause y'all are gonna hear this too. Well, first we gotta wait till Jeremy comes back from his car. Jeremy, come back. Baby, come back. We are going to Holland, Michigan. What? Home of where it all started. Uh oh. Greg, I told you. <laughs> Stop it. My bad. Come, yeah. my lady, come, come, my lady. What? You're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Oh! Come, my lady, come, come, my lady. First beer that we aged in a barrel was KB. Like it's a somebody. Nearly what it has become. <laughs> anyway, so back to the beer. Uh, yes! This is best of Bruce Styles material right here. Uh, and it'll never be heard. Oh well. No, that that was actually a, a, a clean a clean rip. We can we can use that on the non-explicit podcast. Okay. Wow. Any, anyway. <laughs> Our top tier subscribers will get the premium content. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh. Email me at powers at brewstyles.com. Send cash or Bitcoin. Let me take Bitcoin. Anyway, so. Jeez. Has anybody drank this beer yet? 
I have. Golly, that smells good. That's okay. So the Founders KBS is one of the best things they make by far, and then this one is the the maple version of it, which I was very much looking forward to, and I don't like it. What? 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 Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna look at it first. It's a very dark color, dark brown, pretty much opaque. Can't really see through it. It had a, a foamy character earlier but it's kind of faded off it's gone this also came from a crowler so it's, some of the look at the legs it's CO2 like coating the glass yeah. yeah this is the highest alcohol one we've had tonight that's what what is it sitting at uh 12 point something i believe oh. 12.7 uh, 11.6 <sighs> and you got a nice a nice aroma to it it does have what you'd expect from a barrel aged beer like the wood the vanilla uh some chocolate notes uh, the maple is a little bit less intensive as, as what I was thinking really? it would be. Because I'm thinking it's syrupy. Oh. Like it's Tussin? Like, in the aroma? Oh, no. I'm talking about the flavor. Yeah, I'm still talking about aroma. $2 on his tongue. So are Bless we not you. at the tasting part yet? Are we just sniffing? Yeah, well, see, in, see the, in, the same in the aroma, I get a bunch of brown sugar. Brown sugar? I see that. Sugar. Like brown sugar, coffee, and chocolate in that order. Mm-hmm. It does have a bit of alcohol in the aroma. It it, it, uh, yeah. it comes through. What was that look for? That's kind of <laughs> awkward. Because he looked at me. <laughs> okay. Hey, you did that in like the first two minutes of this podcast episode. Me? Yes. What? Rewind the tape. Go listen to it. What? What? In fact, I'm going to rewind the tape for you and then splice it in right here. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we're back. We're going to be doing stouts today. And, man, do we have a long list of them. Uh, we, 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 one of us might die today. See? I told you. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, so flavor. You will be. Flavor. You will be. All right. So, oh, it is Canadian. So, yes, you can say flavor. That's right. Poor favor. U. Add the U. The Queen's U. What? Mm. Add the Queen's I don't U. Know. It's just it's super <laughs> syrupy and not the Queen's bitter Queen. and like maple syrup and brown sugar. Uh, I'm so, not getting super bitter. So in our continuing series of it, does barrel aging improve the beer? This needs just to be let compared it sit for a second. This needs to be compared to the Founders Breakfast Stout, which is a phenomenal beer. Yeah, it, that's a great beer. Yes, and then when they barrel age it, it's it's good too. That's yes. one of the barrel aged beers that are, you know, obviously stellar. Right. The maple, eh, not eh. a fan. Huh. I don't like this beer. Ooh, I disagree. I like this a lot. Maybe that's my own preconceptions like, in my mind, but Well see, and here's the thing too, like when it when it comes to actual maple syrup, like if I'm eating pancakes or waffles or French toast or something, you know, I I don't put a ton of syrup on it. Sausage, like breakfast sausage that's maple flavored, I can't stand. Huh. Like, I hate it. Interesting. I would rather have plain sausage or bacon, but anything maple flavored, I don't like. Huh. And I'm getting a lot of that fake maple in this. I would like to agree with Chris. Um, Chris? I, I don't like it either. Yeah. So here's here's where I'm coming from. Um, this is the beer that I've been able to taste the most, and therefore I like it the best. Okay. 
Um, I don't know if I actually like it, but you know what? What's there? I actually do enjoy drinking. Do you want my pour? <laughs> I'll take it. Hell well, you yeah. You can have mine too. <laughs> I'll take them both. Seriously, like, like you guys. Yeah, it's are, not. It's like, not good. It I don't like okay. it. Wow. Okay now, I am shocked. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. I I don't like red hot chili peppers in my beer, but I like this I beer. would rather have red hot chili peppers in my beer. Huh. Wow. Like Ghostface Killer? <clears throat> yes. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I don't, I'm not a fan. No, I like this a lot. It's, and maybe it's just me wanting to like it, which is possible. But well, I really wanted to like the orange chocolate, and I really wanted to like the well, bitches brew. Okay, so so the orange chocolate ended up being a massive disappointment by any scale. Uh, the bitches brew was probably a severe victim of wood aging. Um, <laughs> this oh yeah, the bottle was stamped May twenty fourth of last year, twenty eighteen. So for the bitches brew anyway, huh? So that one's been around for at least half a year. But right. It, a, a barrel aged in a stout beer, you wouldn't expect time to have drastically affected it in a negative way. Uh, seven months is a long time. Yeah, but people age stouts Stout and barrel aged stuff aged. for years. Yeah. It's barrel aged. Like, <laughs> so I don't think that it being from May is a, a negative thing. Oh, sorry. I don't know. Yeah. This is just <laughs> not. So it's just. I love the breakfast stout. Right. The breakfast it's, stout it's is a phenomenal. fantastic beer. Yeah. And I like the barrel aged version of it. It's a good beer. This one, I'm never going to buy again. Nope. Or I'm never going to buy. Wow. I agree. It's pretty awful. I just don't. I don't like maple. And it's. You know, you have. Like, for instance, we talk about. You know, cherry is one of the biggest victims of this. You have a cherry something. It's fake cherry. It's like cough syrup. And I don't like it. And this tastes like... I don't like maple to begin with, but this is like fake maple. Okay. So that's just me. I'm not a fan just because of the maple. Huh. Well, then I guess that makes sense because I like maple and I'm very much into this beer. Would easily buy it again. Um, This is... What I was hoping it would be, I don't. I don't have any. Complaints. There are so many other beers I'd rather drink. Yep, <laughs> which is fine. <laughs> like like the I would take one. the original over this remix every single day of the week. Can you say you like this one better than the original? Either than the, the original breakfast breakfast out the, or KBS. Or, oh, either one. No, KBS is the best by far. So you would say KBS, CBS, and then BS? No, I, there, there's more BS than CBS. Okay. Yeah, the, this one is good. I don't hate yeah. it. I, I would, I, and I definitely not say that I would never buy it again. But the other two are better. Sure. Okay. Yeah, breakfast out is is perfectly balanced. I agree with you wholeheartedly. The Bre- other two are better. Breakfast out is perfectly <laughs> balanced. The KBS is one of the best imperial stouts I've ever had. And the Canadian version is also very tasty. I'm so it's gl- all right, eh? I'm so glad that I got to try it today <laughs> because I've been wanting to for years. This is one that is has always been out there, but I've never had it until tonight. 
and I'm so glad that I got to try it. Thank you, Powers, for bringing it. Yeah. Yes, thanks for bringing it. I don't like it. <laughs> yes, thank you, but it sucks. But, you know, I'm just, this goes back to the conversation we had before. Like, how different are these yearly iterations of it? You know, the only way is to just taste them back to back. You'd have, yeah, you'd have to do a vertical to figure out. Of course, then, like if we had a beer from 2016 tonight, it would be a different beer than what it was in 2016. So it would be, it's literally impossible to do a back to back with these. Correct. Because at some point, you're going to have a really old bottle and a really fresh bottle. So, I mean, it's just kind of. You're going to sure. have to go off your memory, which is fallible. Yeah, we did a vertical of the uh, Rar Winter Warmer years ago, and like one of the bottles we had was just nasty, sour, yeah. grape vinegar. It was terrible. Yeah. And then other years, it's been perfect. But oh, yeah, over time, it changes. Um, and then, yeah, and, and we, we talked about how, how different, <clears throat> different uh, years years and batches can change but also even tonight between the four of us at this table we've had some very different opinions about the same beer it it changes from batch to batch from palate to palate and that's i I guess that's that's how beer go that's how beer go (laughs) see i think wow that was loud sorry and and i dare say that out of and i think powers kind of hit on this a, a little while ago of all the different styles and all the different anything you can get out of beer, I think barrel-aged and, by default, stouts are probably the most polarizing style that you can get. Because, you know, a lot of things like IPAs, you either love them or you hate them. You know? Sours as well. Yeah, sours. You love them or hate them. That's, that's there's, not... There's no middle ground. Right. You're right. But with, with stouts... And even more so, anything barrel-aged, you're going to have the people that love them, like, would die for them. Then you got the people that, oh, yeah, it's a really good beer. And then some are like, oh, it's fine. And then some are like, eh, it's not my favorite. And then some are like, oh, my God, I hate it. You know, and it's it's a huge, wide range of, of you know, whether you like it or not. Well, there's such a um, different level of, I guess... I don't want to say flavor complexity because there's a lot of flavor complexity in different styles, but this is probably the style where you can differentiate the most out of. And, you know, you, you, you have the balance between roastiness and, you know, maybe not being as, as roasty. You have the difference between chocolate, coffee, other adjunct flavors, which people add to stouts. You can add almost any flavor to a stout, um, which you would like, you would never see someone make a thin mint IPA, but, <laughs> but Lakewood did never a thin mint never. stout. I know. Right. <laughs> um, you know, it's, you, you can do nearly anything with a stout and that's why a lot of, um, you know, Ale Smith has Speedway Stout. Lakewood has Temptress. There are countless other examples. Like even just tonight, we've had licorice and orange and tobacco and, you know, yeah, I think, you know, mint, like you talked about, fruits. Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen beets. Countless. Yeah. Like Ballast Point. We even had sweet potatoes tonight. 
Um, we had the curry spiced stout from Ballast Point that one time, you know? Like, people are doing weird stuff with stouts, which you would never do with nearly any other style. Did they get the beats from Dwight Schrute? I don't know. Ballast Point does weird <laughs> stuff. Oh, okay. Dr. Dre gets the royalties for that, though. We had, yeah. What? Beats by Dre? Huh. Uh. <laughs> Me. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I I think you're absolutely right, Powers, that, that really, if you think about it, there's no ingredient other than a barrel that can impart multiple flavors. You add a barrel right. to something and you got wood, you got vanilla, you got possibly bourbon or whiskey or, or, or tequila or whatever else is in there. You got maybe some dark fruit character. So adding just that one ingredient changes so much about it. And I think that's why it's so polarizing because you can take one existing beer, add one ingredient, completely change it, and then it's, it's, it's nothing like it, it was before. Yeah. I mean, stouts themselves are... Can be, I should say, extremely complex. Yes. And anything barrel-aged can add an exponential level of complexity on top of an extremely complex beer. And at some point, you get to the point where you're just like, I don't know what's going on now. Yeah. It gets messy. Yeah. And it's just too much. I mean, our palate can only take so much. At a time, and it's just sometimes it's just so much flavor and so many different things happening that they don't really mix well. So let's go back to what Samuel Smith's organic chocolate stout. But let's was, go back to Young's double chocolate. What stout. I was going to say though, sometimes sometimes you get that complexity of flavors you don't think is going to go well together, and they do. Right. Like look at Martin House Kafka esque. Oh yeah, that has like eight different things on the label oh, itself. Oh my gosh, yeah. But it's such a good beer. Like you can. There's a point in drinking that beer that you get every single one of those flavors. Mm-hmm. That's true. And so you get something like that that's extremely complex, but extremely approachable also. Right. And then you get something like this, which is just a beer that they've had. Yeah. That they aged with barrels and... Maple. Maple syrup. Just, for me, completely ruined the beer. Right. You had two more levels here. And it just completely ruined it. So you have to be really careful about what you add, and and you know. And I think, oh, I think for these breweries that brew kind of like weird stouts and stuff, I think that they just kind of accept that you know, there's there's going to be a part of the population that doesn't like it. There's going to be a part of the population right. that does like it. So exactly. so 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 they deal with that, and they and they realize that they're not going to please anybody. But you know, it's really funny because. You know, I think Sawyer's top beer of the night was probably the most basic beer of the night. You know, the that's like calling me a <laughs> no, no, no. That's that, that, a basic that's, bitch that's, that's not what yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying because you no, know, I would Chris, agree. Chris, that is my favorite beer of the night. Yeah, it is my favorite beer of the night too. And, and Chris has also said that you know he loves Young's Double Chocolate, the glass I'm drinking out exactly. of. Exactly. <laughs> and so and so sometimes these layers of complexity almost take away from the style. And I think that by doing this episode, we kind of realize that um, that you know maybe. Yeah, we can do crazy stuff with our beer, but you know, in the end, sometimes just like chilling out, chilling it out, and having something that's you know easy to 
easy to dissect, I guess. Well, and might be the way to do it. Travis and I've had this conversation multiple times. You know, when we first started drinking beer, it was all about, you know, malty and sweet and approachable. And then we got into the stouts. So it was like, oh, the more coffee, the better. And then it was like, oh, I really like IPAs and, and all that stuff. And then I went through a sour phase. Travis didn't really join me on that one. But after you've been drinking beer for, you know, 10 years now, <laughs> nothing makes me happier than a nice, simple pills. <laughs> You know, like I've gone through all the the heavy flavor profiles, the Belgians and the IPAs and the stouts and the the barrels and the coffee and the, you know, now I just want a pills. I just want a nice, crisp, clean pills. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of, you evolve, your taste buds evolve and your palate and your preferences evolve. And, you know, I remember a time when the heavier, nastiest stout that I could possibly get my hands on was what I wanted. Sure. Now I'm just like, eh. Where's the pills? Exactly. <laughs> you come home from work and you got a five gallon uh, tap or ten gallons of beer on tap, and, and you look at it and you think, okay, do I want a full pour of Imperial Stout no. at uh, at four thirty five p.m. or do I want uh, this I'm nice still at work at four thirty five this, this nice German <laughs> Pilsner that. I crafted in July, and now it's it's ready to go. Yeah, yes, like, you, you look at my taps outside. I got a blonde. Like that's <laughs> that's what I've got on right now is a blonde. Yeah, you know there was a time when I had an Imperial Red IPA and a Belgian Quad, and you know the um, the barley wine. Like I had all three of those at the same time. Oh, jeez. And it's like, give me the heaviest, nastiest, most alcohol thing you can give me. Uh-huh. That's what I want right now. But now I'm just like, eh, I want a blonde. I want a nice pale ale. I want a nice pills. Well, <laughs> after, uh, you know, because we were texting back and forth on Monday. And, uh, you know, after I had worked 18 straight hours, I go back to the beer cooler. And I'm just like, holy crap, what do I want to buy right now? And I told you when I bought it, it was Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Yeah. I said, good choice. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is what I need after that shift. Yeah. And yeah. That's exactly, and it, it hit the spot. You know, I drank three of them. <laughs> Only three? <laughs> I crashed right after that. It was an 18-hour shift. <laughs> but still, you know, it's it's good to, to have <clears throat> the experience of these, you know, big, heavy stouts. and Some of them hit. Yeah. You know, some of them do hit every, sure. every so often, and some of them don't. And, and surprising, one yeah. way or the other. I was surprised by every one of these beers. Yeah, yeah. Other other than the Sam Smith, like I knew that was going to. Well, be good. yeah, that was that was Sam Smith. I was surprised by the s'mores. Yeah, uh, and how how much the s'more character came through. Like that yes. was very surprising. Uh huh. Um, Being a Shiner beer, that's big. For yeah, them. yeah. I I was surprised at the uh, the Breckenridge on how much orange I didn't get like I was expecting. Right. I was surprised on the bitches brew on how much I put it on a pestle. <laughs> I was surprised by the buried hatchet uh black crack on how much I like the original over the the tobacconess of you know whatever that was. You know, just hmm. I was surprised yeah. by everything. Right. Some of them good, some of them bad. And Yeah. I guess that's what you get. Huh. Uh poundability. <laughs> All right, pound a, pound a bit rating on the super pill. Zero. Sorry, what? 
Zero. Yikes, y'all y'all didn't even sip it to death. Um so <laughs> I'll I'll give it a point five. Because I can't go to zero. I've never given a beer a zero, I don't think. I will. Zero. Point five. <laughs> Is it more poundable than toothpaste? <laughs> yeah, because I use toothpaste every day. <laughs> um even in my um, olfactor- olfactorally <laughs> impaired state, um, I have to what? give this one a 1.5. <laughs> olfactorally. Yes, and it is a word. Is it? Yes, olfactory is your <laughs> wow. sense you of sense. Olfactorally. Yes, because I was um, using an uh, adverb. Because uh, was that a drop? Isn't that ly? What you added an orally, olfactorily, olfactorily, olfactorily. Yes, is that our ten dollar word for the no, day. No, because olfactory is the sense of smell. Orfactorily would be you the, added an ally. No, olfactorily. This is already far too long, and it sucks. <laughs> this needs to be cut. So bad. Join us next week when we have better content. <laughs> oh, man. I just blew snot up my nose. <laughs> oh, Join us next week when, without me, pretty much no matter when this happens, uh, we talk about really high alcohol beers. So y'all have fun with that. And cheers until then. Okay, bye.